स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी Dear listeners from the last 3 episodes of my podcast you have been listening to Yagyavalka's debates in the King Janaka symposium you heard the debates of Ashwala Arthabhaga with Yagyavalka in part 1 then followed by debates of Bhujiyu Usastha and Kahola in part 2 Yagyavalka was almost declared a winner in debates when he was challenged by Gargi Vachaknavi in part 3 however listening to his philosophies on brahman she decided that she must admit yagavalka was the greatest scholar in the symposium and no one can think of defeating him in knowledge of brahman yagavalka was an undisputed winner at the symposium and left with the prize of 1000 cows with 10 gold coins each Although Yagyavalka's debates in the symposium had ended with his victory and announcement of Gargi as he being the greatest knower of Brahman her open challenge was not liked by many one such scholar was Vidhagda son of Sakala after symposium was over he confronted Yagyavalka and he asked him Yagyavalka So far you have been impressive with your knowledge and philosophies on Brahman can you answer my questions Yagyavalka smiled and nodded his head this challenge was sudden and he was not expecting anyone to debate him after Gargi's open announcement however ego played a bigger role how many gods are there questioned Vidhagda friends Before Yagyavalka answers to the questions asked I would like to deviate a bit and tell you a story This is on Nivit mantras Once Devas wanted to perform a complex yagya or a sacrifice but yagya hid himself from them Since there was no other way out the Devas decided to perform a simple fire sacrifice They started reciting Nivid mantras during the sacrifice as they were nearing the end of the sacrifice they realized that they could remember the steps of the complex yagya and eventually their sacrifice was successful Nivids are named after devas or gods they indicate vishwadevas and present the number of vedic gods in form of a riddle as it says the number of devas or gods is 33 or 303 or 3003 many modern indologists such as dr b c siddharth of birla science institute believe this to be an astronomical unit as per him each progression in this arithmetic sequence adds a step of refinement to estimate the length of a year for instance the lunar cycle provides a measure of month however please note that a year is more than such 12 month units 
In medieval times, this was resolved by introduction of the leap year. In ancient times, this issue was synchronized with lunar month counts to equinoxes. So, intercalary or the extra days were added after the fixed count of months. 33 intercalary days approximately were added in a year so that it would measure 365 days and 303 intercalary days would add to a year to measure 365.2421 days. In Rig Veda, Sage Vishwanitra has given the number of gods to be 3339, which is actually addition of 33 plus 303 plus 3003. This number, when considered as a number of intercalary days, gives the average year length to be 365.2424. Now let's listen to Yagyavalka's response. He said boldly, As many as are indicated in Nivid mantras of Vishwadevas, that is 303 and 3003. Vidagdha said, Very well. Then answer my next question. How many gods exactly are there, Yagavalka? Yagavalka said, 33 gods. Oh, okay. Then tell me, how many gods exactly are there? Again asked Vidagda. Now Yagavalka replied, 6. Oh, now you are changing the number again. So I am asking you, tell me. How many gods are exactly there? Yagyavalka smiled and said, Three. Vidhagda again asked the same question and now Yagyavalka replied, Two. Vidhagda continued to ask the same question again and now Yagyavalka replied, One and a half. Now visually irritated, Vidhagda asked him the same question again as Yagyavalka was changing the response each time. This time, he replied, one. Vidagda changed the question track as he was quite frustrated with the response. So he asked, Which are those 303 and 3003 gods? Friends, here Vidagda first asked the larger number of gods and then funneled to smaller number of gods and finally now have asked their identity. Yagyavalka replied, There are only 33 gods and there are manifestations of them. Vidhagda asked, Then which are those 33 gods? Yagyavalka replied, 8 Vasus, 11 Rudras and 12 Adityas. These makes 31. And then Indra and Prajapati. These all make up to 33 gods. Vidhagda asked again, which are the Vasus? Yagyavalka replied, Fire, the earth, the air, the sky, the sun, the heaven, the moon and the stars. These are the eight Vasus. These transform into bodies and organs of all beings which serve as support to their work and these gods help every being to live as they themselves live too. Since they help others to live, that is, Vas, they are called Vasus. 
Vidhagda will not let it go easily. So he continued his questions. Which are Rudras then? Yagyavalka calmly replied, Ten organs of human body and the eleventh one is the mind. When they depart, the person dies, makes everyone weep. That is Rudh. So they are called Rudras. Vidhagda again asked, Which are Adityas? Yagyavalka replied, Twelve months of a year are Adityas. As the earth goes through revolution around the sun, they carry a person with it along with his work because they go taking, that is, Ada, all this with them. Therefore, they are called Adityas. Then Vidhagda asked again, Which is Indra and which is Prajapati? Yagyavalka replied, Indra is cloud himself and Prajapati is sacrifice. Vidhagda continued, Which is the cloud? Yagyavalka replied, Thunder, that is vigor or strength which can kill others, that is Indra's function. We know that Indra in Vedic context and Zeus in Greek mythology are associated with thunder. Often they are visualized carrying a thunder. Indra's thunder is called Vajra. So you see here how Indra is associated to thunder because of his strength and vigor. Vidhagda again asked, which is the sacrifice? Yagyavalka replied, animals, because a sacrifice has no form of its own and depends on the, its means. The animals are its means, therefore they are called sacrifice. Vidhagda asked him, Yagyavalka, in your earlier response you said there are six gods, right? You have been changing your response frequently, so tell me, which are those six gods? Yagyavalka smiled and said, Vidhagda, I made no mistake when you asked me about the number of gods. The six gods which I mentioned are the fire, the earth, the air, the sky, the sun and the heaven. These are same Vasus except the moons and the stars, which makes it six gods. In fact, in my previous response of 33 gods, are actually these are included. They are wider manifestations of these six gods. Then Vidhagda jumped on to another question, trying to clarify the contradictions in Yagyavalka's response. But you also said there are three gods, Yagyavalka. Explain me that now. Yagyavalka calmly pointed to the sky and replied, These three gods are three worlds alone. From the previous six gods, the earth and fire together make one god. The sky and the air makes another and the heaven and the sun makes the third god. So there are three gods. In these three gods, all gods are comprised and infused. Vidhagda again asked him, You also told there are two gods. Explain me that. Yagyavalka said, The matter and the vital force, as these comprise of all gods that have been enumerated earlier. Vidhagda took a deep breath and asked, 
Then what about the one and a half gods? You told us that too. Explain me, Yagyavalka explained. This is the air that blows. Some scholars say that since air blows as one substance, and then how it can be one and a half? But I would debate it as it is one and a half because through its presence and all this attains surprising glory. Vidhagda again asked, Yagyavalka, then you also said there is one God. Explain us that. Yagyavalka replied, That one God is the vital force or the hidden garbha, the golden cosmic egg. It is the manifestation of Brahman. It is also called Thyat or that. It is remoteness. It is the vastness. It is the void. Thus, the gods are one and many. Infinite gods are included into the limited number as mentioned in Nivid mantras. These are again included in successive smaller numbers from 33 to 1, the vital force or Hiranyagarbha. As it is that one vital force or Hiranyagarbha that can expand into all those number up to the infinite. Thus the vital force alone is one and infinite as it possesses intermediate numbers that this one God, the vital force, which has different names, forms, functions, activities and powers. These different attributes are due to the individual differences of qualification of each manifestations. Vidhagda asked him again, kind of mocking him, Do you know who resides in the earth, whose instrument of vision is fire, whose light is the manas or the thought and who is the ultimate resort of entire body and organs? Only true scholars will know this. Friends, in the above question, what Vidhagda wanted to know was about the God who has as earth for his body, fire for his eye and weighs all matter through the mind and thinks through the mind, identifies himself with earth and is possessed of a body and organs. The elements of the body such as skin, flesh, blood is derived from the mother which represents the field and the elements such as bone, marrow and sperm derived from the father which represents the seed. He also claimed that only true scholars will know this and challenge Yagyavalka. Yagyavalka said, Yes, I know whom you are talking about. It is the very being who is identified with the body. But there is something more about it, Vidhagda. Won't you ask me about it? Yagyavalka mocked him back, asked him that his question was not complete. Furious Vidhagda immediately asked him, Then tell me, what is the cause of this? Yagyavalka replied, It's nectar or child, the watery essence of the food that is eaten by a woman to produce blood in her body. When she is pregnant, she passes this blood through her placenta or umbilical cord to her fetus. The fetus receives the blood, nutrition, oxygen and other life support from this. This blood from the mother helps to produce the skin, the flesh and the bone of the fetus. 
which are the support of his bone and marrow friends just a step back from the story don't you think upanishads are very rich texts which were way way advanced from his time how did our ancient indian rishis and sages who composed this upanishad knew about the embryology way earlier than the science of embryology itself was established in the 18th century first thoughts on embryonic development came from aristotle and then the early works on embryology came from various researchers and scholars such as aldrovandi leonardo da vinci marcello malfighi and many others awesome isn't it vidhagda continued his questions again mocking yagyavalka yagyavalka do you know a true scholar must know who has lust or sexual desires as his body who sees everything through intellect who weighs all matters through thought who is the ultimate resort of entire body and organs yagyavalka replied back mockingly yes i know whom you are talking about who is the ultimate resort of entire body and organs the one who is lustful and intelligent filled with wealth of emotions go on vidagda you need to ask me something more as your question is really incomplete irritated vidagda asked him immediately what is the cause of this yagyavalka smiled and confidently replied it is the woman she is the only one cause for whom the man's desires are inflamed she is the one who is full of intellect she is the only one who is filled with the ocean of emotions vidagda did not stop and continued to ask his questions do you know about the one whose abode is the colors who sees through the eye whose thoughts are like light and weighs all matters with it and the ultimate resort of the entire body and organs yagyavalka replied o vidagda your question needs to be completed as i know who is that who is the ultimate resort of the entire body and organs it is the very being which is so present in the sun so come on ask me the complete question at least vidagda again irritated by this and quickly asked him what is the cause of this yagyavalka smiled and replied it is the i dear vidagda as i is the only truth for the human body what we see is the truth we see colors using the eye the mighty sun has sun rays which is composed of these colors as per the scriptures for the sun among the gods is the product of the eye in one's body so i is the truth vidagda was now feeling the pressure and was desperate to ask something to yagyavalka which he may fumble or may not be able to answer he changed his questions and asked a true scholar would only know that being whose presence is in the space or antariksha who can see using the ear whose thinks on all matters and weighs them accordingly and is the ultimate resort in the entire body and organs yagyavalka on hearing this replied your question is still incomplete i know the being who is identified with the ear 
and with the time of hearing vidagda asked then tell me what is the cause of this yagavalka immediately replied it is the four quarters vidagda or directions as per the scriptures it is from the quarters that this particular being within the body is produced vidagda similarly frustrated and then continued to ask his mindless questions and started testing yagavalka's patience he asked again yagavalka you claim to be a great scholar even this assembly of scholars and sages in this great symposium has admitted you to be the greatest knower of brahman and the ultimate truth you must explain me who is that being who is found in the darkness who sees using intellect who thinks and the ultimate resort of the entire body and organs yagavalka replied vidagda it is the very being who is identified with ignorance which is comparable to the darkness ask me further vidagda asked what is the cause of this yagavalka immediately replied it is the death it is darker than the darkest vidagda continued his questions yagavalka tell me now who is that being whose abode is some specific colors which reflect who sees via eyes who thinks and who is the ultimate resort of the entire body and organs yagavalka replied i know whom you are talking about vidagda i know the being who is in mirror vidagda asked then tell me what is the cause of that being yagavalka replied it is the vital force or prana vidagda the vital force or prana exudes reflection of everything like a mirror unable to control his anger vidagda continued his questions do you know whose abode is the water whose instrument of vision is intellect whose light is the thought process and who is the ultimate resort of the entire body and organs yagavalka getting bit irritated by these mindless questions replied i do know whom you are talking about vidagda it is the very being who is in the water vidagda asked who is the cause of this yagavalka replied it is rain or varuna because of this water fills in the earth lakes and reservoirs vidagda again asked another question now tell me do you know that being whose abode is the seed whose instrument of vision is the intellect whose light is the thought process or manas and who is the ultimate resort of the entire body and organs yagavalka replied i know that being and that being is identified with the sun vidagda asked then tell me what is that being's cause yagavalka immediately replied it is the father o vidagda as father bears the son or the child who is in the seed now vidagda was thinking hard to ask his next question when yagavalka stopped him pointing at the vedic scholars sitting around in the court room he said 
Wait, Vidagda. It seems to me that with these Vedic scholars have made you their instrument like a fire tongue. So you can mindlessly argue with me. They must have done that because you do not perceive that you are been consumed by my anger and frustration. The scholastic discussions and debate was now taking an ugly turn. It was taking a form of a dreaded argument. Vidagda Sakalya shouted back at Yagyavalka. Yagyavalka, you have flouted these great Vedic scholars of Kuru and Panchal with your knowledge of Brahman. They are all afraid of you and have made me their fire tongue so that I can argue with you. Yagyavalka argued back. This is the knowledge of Brahman. I know what are their quarters and the directions, the meditation concerning them and its causes and supports. Vidagda rode back. If you know that, then tell me about meditation with its result. What deity are you identified with in the East? Yagyavalka replied. With the deity sun, Yagyavalka was realized that his own mind was divided into five forms according to the quarters and through it the entire universe as his own self stood facing the east with conviction that he was the quarters. Everywhere in the Vedas it is stated that in this very life one becomes identified with it and attains the God one meditates upon. There is a saying in Vedas, being a god, he attains the god. Yagyavalka said, Sun is the deity in the east. By this, he claimed that he knew the quarter with its deity. Vidhagda asked, On what does the sun rest? This response was on the support of the quarter with its deity. Yagyavalka replied, On the eye. As stated in the Vedic mantras and in the Brahmanas, from the eye came the sun. That means, sun came from the eye that is in the body and an effect rests on its cause. Vidhagda asked again, On what does the eye rest? Yagyavalka replied, On colors. For one sees colors with the eye. The eye itself is directed by the colors to perceive them. Therefore, the eye together with the sun which is in the east, rest on the colors. Vedagda extended his questions. On what do the colors rest on? Yagyavalka answered, On the mind. For the one who knows the colors through the mind, it is on the mind that the colors rest. The colors are made by the mind or heart. The mind is the intellect. The idea is that, since one remembers colors as impressions, through the mind, therefore colors rest on the mind. Vidhagda nodded and confirmed, Yes, it is just so. Then Vidhagda continued to ask Yagyavalka about the other quarters. Yagyavalka, tell me what deity are you identified with the south? Yagyavalka replied, With Yama, the god of dharma or justice. Vidhagda asked again, on what does Yama rest? Yama together with South support on the sacrifice. 
its cause yagnavalka replied on the sacrifice vidagda asked on what does the sacrifice rest yagnavalka replied on remunerations of priests the priest officiate in the sacrifice and the sacrificer redeems it from them by the means of remunerations and wins the south together with yama through the sacrifice hence yama being the effect rest on the sacrifice together with the south the sacrifice is redeemed through the remuneration of the officiating priest therefore it is the effect of the remuneration vidagda asked on what does remuneration support on yagyavalka replied on faith because a man has faith he pays remuneration to the priest so remuneration rest on faith faith means liberty in vedas the faith is coupled with devotion only if yajmanad or the organizer of the sacrifice has faith on the priest he will pay his remunerations vidagda asked on what does the faith support on yagyavalka replied on the heart for one knows the faith through the heart therefore it is on the heart that faith finds its support faith comes from heart and thus it rests on heart vidagda confirmed yes it is just so now vidagda began his questions on the west and asked yagyavalka about the deity identified with the west yagyavalka replied that varuna or god of rain is associated with the west varuna rests on the water and the water on the seed the seed rests on the heart therefore a newborn child who closely resembles his father as he has born from his father's heart thus it is on the heart the seed rests on hearing this explanation vidagda agreed and confirmed Vidagda continued his questions on the last quarter that is the north when he asked Yagyavalka about the deity associated with the north he replied soma the soma rests on the initiation which in turn rests on the truth the initiated sacrificer purchases the soma creeper and sacrificing with that creeper along with meditation attains the identity with the north which is presided by the moon and named after her one who is initiated is asked to tell the truth as it is on it the initiation rest on truth rest on the heart as one knows the truth through the heart vidagda agreed to yagyavalka's explanation and confirmed vidagda now asked yagyavalka about the deity associated with the fixed direction above it is the direction overhead yagyavalka replied that the dt was the fire in the overhead there is more light the fire is luminous the fire rest on the speech speech rest on the heart yagyavalka said that because through his heart extending in all directions has realized all quarters as his own self the quarters with their deities and supports are a part and parcel of him he is identified with the name color form and action of these colors together with the east is one with the heart the mechanical rights acts of procreation 
and rites combined with meditation represent the south, west and north respectively. Together with their results and presiding deities are likewise unified in this heart. All the names together with the overhead direction also reach the heart through speech. The whole universe is comprised in these colors, action and the name, and all these are the modifications of heart. Then, Vidhagda asked Yagavalka about the heart which is embodiment of everything. Yagavalka replied, it is the ghost. As when one thinks heart is elsewhere than within us and the body is dead, the dead body would be eaten by dogs or vultures. The body also consists of a name, color, form, and action and rest on the heart. Vidagda still not convinced on Yagavalka's knowledge and wisdom and continued his questions. On what does the body and the heart rest on? Yagavalka said, it is prana. Vidagda counter questioned, on what does prana rest on? Yagavalka answered, on Apana, Vidagda again continued, On what does Apana rest on? Yagavalka answered, On Vayana, Vidagda asked again, On what does Vayana rest on? Yagavalka said, On Udana, Vidagda asked again, On what does Udana rest on? Yagavalka replied, On Samana, This is the self which is subtle and indistinguishable as it is never perceived. It is undecaying as it never decays. It is unattached as it is never attached. It is unfettered and free. It never feels pain and never suffers injury. The body, the mind and the vital forces are interdependent and work together as an orderly aggregate. It is dominated by the purpose of individual self. That supernatural transcendent Brahman is immediate and direct by which all these up to the space or ether are regulated. They rest on them and their causes have their own effects. Only a differentiated object which is within the range of organs can be perceived. But the self is opposite to that. It cannot be perceived. Whatever is gross and made up of parts decays such as the body. But self is opposite to that. Hence, it is undecaying. A gross object and its parts are always attached to another gross object. But self is never attached to anything. The self is free. Whereas, whatever is the gross object is bound by something else. That is why self never feels pain as it is free and unattached. We as gross objects are attached to so many things in this world which gives us pain. The self cannot be destroyed and never suffers any injury, whereas our gross bodies suffer injuries, pain and ultimately we die. Friends, before I move on with the story, I would really urge the friends listening to this podcast series for the first time to listen to my past episodes, episode number 5 to be precise, Story of Prana. To understand what is meant by Prana, Apana, Vayana, Udana and Samana. 
Moving on. After responding to Vidhagda's question, Yagavalka was silent and stared at him. He unnecessarily challenged Yagavalka again, so now it was his turn. Vidhagda Shakalya, I challenge you. You must answer my question, else your head will fall off. Vidhagda was scared and trembling in fear as he knew he had put his foot on a slipping serpent. He had no other way rather than to accept the challenge. So he shakily nodded. Yagavalka asked, There are eight abodes, eight instruments of vision, eight deities and eight beings. I ask you, about that being who is to be known only from the Upanishads, who definitely projects those beings and withdraws them into himself, and who is at the same time supernatural and transcendent. If you cannot clearly tell me of him, then I'll curse you that your head will fall off and you will die in an unholy place at an inauspicious moment, and even your bones shall not reach home. In this, Yagavalka changed his stance and now asked Vidagda to explain own form of being who is only known from the Upanishads. There are eight abodes which are earth, lust, colors, space, darkness, specific colors, water and seed. The eight instrument of vision are namely fire, intellect, eye, ears which takes part in multiple combinations and the eight deities are nectar or the watery essence, woman, eye or the truth, directions or the quarters, death, vital forces, varuna or the rain, and prajapati or the father. The eight beings are identified with the body are divided into eight groups of four items such as abode, instrument of vision, light and deity, so as to constitute the universe as it is and withdraws them into himself, that is into the mind, and who at the same time is beyond attributes of such limiting adjuncts such as identification with heart and mind. Everyone in the courtroom looked at each other. They were all scared and went into a shell. Vidhagda Shakalya stooped down, unable to explain Yagavalka's question in detail, and accepted his defeat and finally walked away from the courtroom. It is assumed that Vidhagda might have met his fate due to the curse, as there are a couple of different instances of the curse of Yagavalka. However, the important message of the story provides us that one should not be disrespectful, rather, should be submissive to a true knower of Brahman. Then, Yagavalka continued and told the other scholars in the courtroom, O reverend Brahmins and scholars present in this courtroom, whosoever wishes to interrogate and debate with me can debate and ask me questions, or I shall ask anyone among you or question all of you. Are you ready?
The scholars and the Brahmins did not dare to speak up or challenge him. When the Brahmins and the scholars were silent, Yagavalka told them using the following verse, As a large tree, so indeed is a man. This is true. His hair, is it please? His skin, is it outer bark? When a man is wounded, the blood flows from his skin and sap flows from a wounded or injured tree. His flesh is his inner bark and his tendons is his innermost layer of bark. Both are tough. His bones lie under as that its wood. His marrow is comparable to his pith. There is no difference between a man and a tree. If a tree falls, it springs again from its roots in a newer form. From what root indeed does the man spring forth after he is dead? Is he reborn? Yagavalka was silent for a moment and was trying to judge what answers would the scholars and Brahmins say. However, he might have read their thoughts and said, Do not say from the seed as it is produced from a living man. A tree springs from the seed after it is dead. If someone pulls out a tree from its roots, there will be no more sprout. From what root does the man spring forth after he is cut off by the death? If you think he is ever born, I say no, he is again born. Now who should again bring him forth? Knowledge, bliss, Brahman, the supreme goal of the dispenser of wealth, as well as him who has realized Brahman and lives in it. A question of birth is possible only if he is not born or yet to be born and not for the one who is already born. After death, he is again born by the virtue of fruits of action. The Brahmins and the scholars did not know about this. They did not know about the root of the universe out of which the dead man is again born. The story talks about the knowledge, bliss, Brahman and the supreme goal etc. The knowledge is pure intelligence which is also bliss and not smitten with pain like sense perception but it is serene, beneficent, matchless, spontaneous always filled with the content and homogeneous. Only Brahman has all these characteristics. The supreme goal being the bestower of the fruits of action, a dispenser of wealth, that is, the sacrificer who engages in rites. The word Rati is wealth and is his possessive force. The supreme goal for him who has realized Brahman lives in it alone as it has renounced desires and does no ritualistic work. The word bliss mentioned in the story is not pleasure as we mean it from the plain English. Rather, the word bliss here is the epithet of Brahman as it has been used as bliss Brahman. The word bliss refers to Brahman but there is no negation of knowledge where there is oneness. So, Yagavalka was the best knower of Brahman and proudly took away the cows and the gold coins. 
no one objected him everyone in the symposium greeted him with folded hands as he left friends that was the conclusion to the mega story yagavalka in kings janakas symposium if you remember or you may have heard the previous parts of the story one thing is really highlighted yagavalka's boldness and absolute knowledge of brahman made all scholars accept their defeat the talks on brahman and the supreme self were discussed at length using various examples and scenarios Since this story has reached its conclusion so as I do at the end of each story I'll ask you three questions and if you are able to provide me the correct answer I'll arrange for a special episode with you in the near future just as I have done in the past so sit tight for the three questions question 1 how many grahas and atigrahas are there and what are those the hint This concept was discussed in episode 7 when Yagavalka debated Ashwalam. Question 2. What were the two questions that Gargi Vachaknavi asked Yagavalka in the symposium? Please listen to episode 10, debate between Yagavalka and Gargi. And the last question, what are the eight abodes and the eight instrument of vision and eight deities? This was discussed in today's episode. So please email me your responses to arghyathings@gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new from it. Please like, follow, subscribe, download my podcast series and the episodes from all major podcast catchers such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Gaana, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and many others. I'll come back again with a brand new story from stories from Upanishad and until then Shanti Shanti